Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, today we're kicking off a brand new series that I'm super excited about. I feel like God is in this and directing this series. And uh, we're going to go with this series for about four weeks. And uh, just believe that God has some things he wants to talk with us about. We have a couple sets of scriptures that will be our key scriptures. Our first one is found in Matthew chapter 7. And then our second one is Jeremiah chapter 6. I want to read these to you today. If you have your Bibles, you can flip there. Matthew 7, Jeremiah 6. Matthew 7 says this. Come to God through the narrow gate, because the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow gate, verse 14, and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So few find it. I don't know about you, but I want to be on that path. That's the road I want to be on. Look at Jeremiah chapter 6. This is a powerful verse right here. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. We could stop right there, and that's, that verse right there is some pretty good preaching. Stop at, the old, stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and listen, and you will find rest for your soul. How many of you know in life we face crossroads? We face intersections where we have choices to make. Matthew 7 says, many of us choose the broad path which leads to destruction. But very few of us get to that crossroads, that intersection, and choose the right path. But when we choose that path, the Bible tells us we find rest for our souls. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want to find rest for my soul. But you reply, no, that's not the road that we want. I posted watchmen over you said, listen for the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Today, we're going to talk about paths. In this series, we're going to talk about how to get from where we are to where we want to be. Is there anything more American than getting your family together in the summer in an RV or travel trailer or Steve Ron's station wagon and checking out the sights of America? Old Faithful, for those of you thinking he's talking about you, I'm not talking about your spouse, I'm talking about the geyser, not your spouse, Old Faithful. Going and seeing the Grand Canyon, the Rocky Mountains, the Pacific Ocean, is there anything more American than going and seeing those things, going to see Mount Rushmore? It's a fun thing to do. My family experienced it. It's an American, like, you've got to do it at least once. Even added to that, is there anything more American than while going in that fifth wheel or that travel trailer or that RV or that station wagon, finding yourself broke down on the side of the road? Or in my family's case, broke down in Dave and Buster's parking lot in Virginia. How many of you have ever found yourself broke down on the side of the road and thumbing for a ride. Anybody? Raise your hand if you've ever thumbed for a ride. because you've, Raise it high. Be proud. You've hitchhiked. Raise your hand. There you go. That's another American heritage, another American pastime. You've got to hitchhike. 
Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, our vehicles never broke down on a great American trip. But maybe the navigator, the one holding the map, was directionally challenged. And you found yourself lost. How many of you would raise your hand and say you've been on a trip and found yourself helplessly and hopelessly lost? Raise your hand. Anybody ever been lost? We all have. And I, I don't know about you, but I like to think that I'm pretty good with directions. And here's the deal. You put me in a car, I can get you generally where we want to go. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what happens between the car and when my feet hit the pavement. I sometimes get lost. Tasha makes fun of me. She's like, you can drive us anywhere and get us there, but you put us in the middle of a town and tell us to go to this place, and you are walking in the opposite direction every time. I don't know. I just find myself at times directionally lost. I've been enjoying some of the warmer weather. How many of you guys enjoyed that great big snow that we got this week? Wasn't that a great one? Be a weatherman. It's the only job you can get it wrong and still keep your job. But anyway, hey, there was no bitterness, no anger in me. Every one of my kids slept with spoons under their pillows. I don't know what that is, but somebody said if they keep a spoon under their pillow, there will be snow. I don't think it works. But anyway, but I enjoyed some of the nicer days this week and got back out jogging and felt the Lord speaking to me and giving me some profound wisdom this week, and I want to share it with you. This will probably be one of the wisest things I've ever shared inside this church. I want you to write this down and get it. It will change your life. If you go the wrong way long enough, you will find yourself lost. Isn't that some great wisdom right there? If you go the wrong way. Some of you guys are sitting there thinking. No, it's just a joke. <laughs> if you don't go the right direction, you're going to end up lost. This is the same for anyone, regardless of your religion, your political affiliation, your sex, your color, any of that. If you go the wrong direction long enough, you will find yourself lost. Everybody gets the same treatment. And there's nobody that is like, this doesn't happen to them. If you go the wrong way, you will find yourself lost. It's called the principle of the path. And if we're going to go all in as a church... If we're going to go all in as individuals, if we're going to go all in as families in 2020 and beyond, we're going to have to figure out the principle of the path. And today we're starting a brand new series we're calling Roadmap. And here's what I want you to discover today. What's true geographically, if you choose the wrong road, you're going to get lost, is equally true relationally, morally, spiritually, financially, physically. If you choose the wrong road and stay on the wrong road long enough, you will find yourself lost. Just as there are certain paths in life that lead us to predictable destinations, there are other paths in life that are equally predictable. And maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, I don't agree or I don't understand what you're talking about. Maybe you're one of those in the room that thinks, hey, I can do whatever I want to do I can live however I want to live. I can take any road I want to take. And I'm going to get where I want to get regardless of if I'm heading in the wrong direction. And I'll admit that would be great if I could just go wherever I want to go but still end up where God wanted me. Wouldn't that be great? But here's my question for you. What if I'm right? 
What if there are really financial paths that lead to predictable financial destinations? What if there really are physical paths that lead to predictable physical destinations? What if there really are spiritual and moral paths that lead to predictable spiritual and moral destinations? What if I'm right? What if the direction we're traveling actually matters? The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 8, and we think of this verse a lot of times, at least I have. I've heard a lot of giving messages preached on this verse, but could it be forgiving? Yeah, but I think it's for a lot of things. Listen to what it says, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God can't be mocked. Listen, a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And here's the deal. Many of us refuse to accept this as true. We think we can live however we choose. We can eat whatever we want. We can do whatever we want to do. We can spend however we want to spend. And we won't be affected by our poor decisions. Can I tell you, that is incorrect. This principle of you reap what you sow operates in the backgrounds of our lives every single day. You will reap what you sow. And if I just stop there, that could have a negative connotation to this message. Because I don't know about you guys, I've sowed a lot of things in life that I'm so thankful that God hasn't made me reap it. Any of you? I've done some things in life that God in his mercy and God in his grace has turned it around. So if I just said you're going to reap everything you sow, we could all walk out of here singing sorrow songs, you know. But thank God because of his grace and because of his mercy, we don't have to always reap what we sow. And so what I want to tell you today is if you'll pay attention to this message, if you'll pay attention to this series, Today, you may be on a road that's leading to a predictable destination. Today, you may be on a road that's leading you to a place called lost. Today, you may be sowing them some things that you don't want to reap the harvest. But there's hope for you. If you'll turn to Jesus, he can redeem that which is broken. If you'll turn to Jesus, he can and he will set you on the right path. And your life will be forever changed. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Getting on the right path. All right? Let's pray. Hey, Jesus, I come before you and I ask you in these next few moments, would you be in this room today? Would you speak to every heart and every life? Today, would you give me clarity of thought like I've never known? And would you make the words in my mouth and the words that come from my heart be your words? May they be anointed. Anoint our ears to hear and our heart to respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. I've been a pastor quite a few years. And as a pastor, I've heard more stories of regret than I can count. I've listened to countless individuals and countless couples tell me they wish they could go back and do things all over again. I've had people sit in my office and tell me, I wish I never would have married this fool. I've had them tell me, I've had people say, I wish I would have married differently. I've had people tell me, I wish I would have dated differently. I've had people tell me, I wish I would have spent my money a little bit differently. I wish, I've had people tell me, I wish I wouldn't have eaten 
all those donuts, you know? How many know you can't go back and change things? You can't go back in time. You can't change your past. But listen to me. We can make decisions today that impact tomorrow. Just because I've been on a bad road or just because I've been on the wrong path or just because I've made some more choices, some poor choices, doesn't mean that that has to determine the rest of my life. Today, I can make choices and I can get back on the right path that God has for me. Just because I've been on the wrong road doesn't, have to, doesn't mean I have to stay on the wrong road. There's a verse in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 that I absolutely love. I don't think it's, uh, you know, there's certain verses in the Bible that are just like go-tos for people. I don't think that this is probably a go-to verse for everyone. But this is one of my go-to verses, Isaiah 30, 21. It says this, when you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear his voice behind you to guide you. Aren't you glad to know that he's right there? Listen to what it says. He'll be that voice behind you saying, this is the path. Aren't you glad that when you find yourself at those crossroads of life, those decisions in life, that you have a God who will whisper softly to you and tell you, no, Chad, don't go right here, go left here. Aren't you glad that you have a God? This verse gives me hope. This verse makes me realize that, hey, I might have went left in the past. I might have sowed some things that I don't want to reap the harvest on. But because of God, I can get off that path today and make some changes and go in a new direction in my life. This verse encourages me and it tells me, if I'll just listen to God's voice today, if I'll listen to his voice tomorrow, if I'll listen to his voice next week, I can stay on the right path. Aren't you thankful for God's voice? How many of you remember the movie, it's an old movie, The Wizard of Oz? How many of you remember The Wizard of Oz? Raise your hand, be proud. The Wizard, Dorothy, Toto, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, the great wicked witch of the West, the wicked witch of the East. I didn't realize until just a few years ago that this movie about this little girl, this girl named Dorothy, I didn't realize that this movie was actually her having a dream. You say, why? It's very obvious that she was having a dream. Because I was terrified of that movie when I was a kid. And you can laugh at me and make fun of me and call me names if you want to, but I was terrified of that movie. And I remember as a kid, this is no, I would watch that movie like this. You know, and when I was thinking of it this week, I was reminded of several years ago, Tasha and I went to watch a scary movie that I'd been wanting to see in the movie theater. And my wife does not like scary movies. And she's like, I'll go with you. And so we go to watch this scary movie. And I look over at one point in the movie, she's doing this. But not only this, she's doing this as well. Her fingers are shoved into her ears. And when we leave the theater, she looks at me and she goes, that wasn't so bad. And I said, yeah, you didn't watch it or listen. That's what I feel with The Wizard of Oz. I didn't like that movie. Well, the plot kind of spins around this girl named Dorothy who had this desire to go home, right? And she said at one point in time in the movie, there's no place like home. Well, and she meets this lady named Glinda, the good witch of the East, 
And it's Glenda who informs Dorothy that you're going to have to talk to the great Oz so you can get back home. And to get his assistance, to talk to him, to get his opinion, you're going to have to go to Emerald City. And so upon hearing this news, Dorothy asks Glenda this question, how do I start for Emerald City? You know, that's really one of the great questions in life. How do I get from where I am to where I want to be? How do I get from point A to point B? How do I get from this place where I feel like I'm stuck? How do I get from this place where I feel like I'm confused? How do I get from this place where my marriage is in shambles? How do I get from this place where my finances are wrecked? How do I get from there to a place that I can be happy about? Pastor Chad, this is the year of going all in. How can I go from being all out to all in? That's the question Dorothy's asking. How do I get to Emerald City? And Glinda, the good witch, with her head tilted to a side and her arms stretched wide, she gives some of the greatest advice I can give you today. And she says, you have to start at the beginning. And then she says, just follow the yellow brick road. Just follow the yellow brick road. Wouldn't it be great if there were a yellow brick road that led wherever you wanted to go in life? Wouldn't it be great if there were a yellow brick road that led to the marriage you actually dreamed about? Wouldn't it be great if there were a yellow brick road that led to financial peace and security like you've never known? Wouldn't it be great if there were a yellow brick road that would lead you back to relationship that you thought was forever lost, a parent, a sibling, a friend? Wouldn't it be great if there were a yellow brick road that led you out of guilt, that led you out of shame, that led you out of depression? Wouldn't it be great? Well, if we knew that there was this yellow brick road that led us there, we would stop looking for solutions and we would start looking for the path. We would start looking for the yellow brick road. And that's what this series and that's what today's message is all about. Let's stop looking for solutions and let's start getting on the right path. Let's, in essence, find that yellow brick road that God has for our lives. Let's find that path that God has for you so you can get from where you are to where God wants you to be. It might not be a road that's paved with yellow bricks, but it will be a road that God has paved before you. The Bible tells us he goes before us. He is paving the road. He is making the way. He is making your path straight. He is making it clear. So maybe there isn't a yellow brick road, but there is a path that God has for you. And if we'll just listen to that voice behind us, he will tell us which way to go. Not right, Chad. Go left here. No, go straight. No, turn around. Whatever it is, aren't you glad? We have a God who'll speak to us. So what I want to do today is I want to give you three quick thoughts on this idea of the principle of the path. Number one, you must recognize there's a difference between a solution and a path. There's a difference between a solution and a path. Hey, look, when you are lost and you don't know where you are, you already know the solution. I need to know the right way. What you need is direction. To get from where you are, lost, to where you want to be found, listen to me, it requires two things, time, and a change of direction. We can't go back and change things 
but we can reverse course. It takes time and a change of direction. Listen, if we get lost in life, morally, financially, spiritually, relationally, physically, we get lost in life by putting one foot in front of the other and going in the wrong direction for a certain amount of time. Right? How do I get lost? I kept going in the wrong direction. I didn't turn around. I didn't stop and get some advice or get some help. I just kept blindly moving along in the wrong direction. And I've become convinced over the years as I've been in church a lot of time, people don't so much have problems that need to be fixed. People have directions that need to be changed. You say, Pastor Chad, I have problems. I'm not saying you don't have problems. I'm not saying you might not be the problem. (laughs) All of us have problems. What I'm saying is, generally speaking, I believe for most of us, our problems in life are a result of the directions we've been heading. You hearing me? Am I saying that if we get on the path that God has for us, we're never going to have problems? No, I'm not saying that. Jesus tells us that in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So you're going to have problems. But I think, for, I think the truth is for a lot of us, the problems we have most primarily in life are because we've been living life in the wrong direction. We don't need a solution. We need a new direction. We need God. And I love Psalm 139. I love what the psalmist says. I want you to hear this. God, I want you to hear this. This is the key. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Listen, put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Listen, verse 24. See if there's any path of pain that I'm walking on. What's he saying right here? Hey, God, search my heart and show me. Am I going down the wrong road? Is there destruction in my path? Picture it like this. Have you ever seen one of those roads and then one of those signs on a road that says, bridge out ahead, turn around? That's what the scriptures are for us. God is saying, hey, Chad, if you keep going down this road, there's going to be some pain. But if we'll let God search our heart and examine our ways, he'll say, Chad, you're going the wrong way. There's going to be pain. I've got a better path for you. That's what verse 24 continues with. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways. The path that brings me back to you. I wonder today which path do you want to be on? The path of pain or the path that brings you back to him? Listen, when life has led you hundreds of miles, thousands of miles from where you want to be, If you came in here today on the wrong path, what you need to do is ask God to search your heart and examine, is there any ways in me that are not right? Find any hidden thoughts, any hidden ways, and lead me back to you. You can't start over. There is no DeLorean time machine out there that will take you back to the future. But because of his unmerited mercy, grace, and favor, we can begin again. We can start over. Number two, direction, not intention, determines your destination. 
direction, not intention. I know people that have some really good intentions, and they never get where they say they want to go. I've had good intentions for several years about trying to get myself back in shape. But I just kept going every morning to McDonald's. And every afternoon to Chick-fil-A. And wherever else I could find something fast. And the waist just kept expanding. I had good intentions. I talked about it. And every night when I would lay my head on my pillow, I'd think, tomorrow I'm going to change. How I many you know tomorrow never came? Still a song, I think, from Garth Brooks. Didn't he sing that? Tomorrow never comes. Well, tomorrow never came for my intentions sometimes. It wasn't until I made some changes in my life that the direction of my life started changing. We can have good intentions to be a good dad, to be a good husband. We can have good intentions to be a good friend, but if we don't take steps toward that, nothing's going to change. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. It's real simple. If you're driving north out of Springfield, you're not going to end up in Nixa. You're going to end up in Bolivar. But a lot of us, we think I can keep going this way and get where I want to get. No, just because you have good intentions doesn't mean you're going to get somewhere. And I know this is hard for Christians because we think, well, I've got good intentions and I've been praying about it. Well, I'll tell you, there's several things I've prayed about and strategized about and I can sit in my office and whiteboard it till I'm blue in the face and I can talk about vision. But if I don't take steps toward that vision, it will never come to pass. And if you're in this room today and God has put something in your heart and God has put a dream in there, you can pray about it and you can get on your knees and you can have good intentions. But if you don't get up and start putting one foot in front of the other on the path that God has laid out for your life, you'll never reach your destination. Anybody out there? Are we hearing this? I'm preaching better than you guys are acting. And I didn't even want to get excited today. I just wanted to teach. I just, I just want to be mellow and calm. Thank you. I was looking for that word right there. But anyway. No, your direction will determine your destination. Look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. You can rationalize it all you want and you can justify the path of error you have chosen but you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. You can justify your path and you can say you had good intentions. But if you don't change your direction, you're going to find yourself on the path of destruction. That's what the word of God says. There are paths in life that lead us where we want to be. And there are paths of life that lead us the exact opposite direction. The direction we take determines our destination. I want to be a good dad. Then what are you doing to be a good dad? I want to be a godly man. Then what are you doing to be a godly man? I want to be a godly wife. Then what are you doing to be a godly wife? Think about that. The direction you're heading determines your destination. Number three, the path we choose determines the outcome. The paths we choose determine the outcome. The challenging thing about picking the right path, hear me, 
is the path, is the choices we make are in the now. But in most cases, the outcomes are later. That makes sense? Choices come at us fast. And we make choices. Sometimes we don't experience the pain of the outcome to later. The choices you make today, hear me, write this down. The choices I make today have ramifications for tomorrow. Choices I make today have ramifications for tomorrow. I look at Kevin Smith sitting here in the second row, and I think of your basketball team. I think of if your boys don't put in the time in the gym and run and get in shape, they come against an opponent that is in better shape of them, and they're going to run them out of the gym. The choices we make today to be lazy on a basketball court impact us tomorrow. The choices we make today spiritually impact us tomorrow. The choices I make in my marriage to neglect my wife today because I'm tired or I'm feeling lazy impact tomorrow. The choices to not raise my kids in God's house consistently impact maybe not tomorrow, maybe when my kid's 30 and my kid's no longer in church because I made church an option. Hello? The choices I make today impact tomorrow. It's easier to stay home. It's easier to put everything else on the agenda and to think it's no big deal. I'm just making sure we're spending time as a family. And we're gone 10, 12, 14, 16. And I'm, I didn't say this in the first service, but I just felt like the Lord is directing this here. Some of us, we need, to, we need to understand that faithfulness in God's house is a necessity. Your family needs it. Your kids need it. I'm not saying don't take vacation, but man, some, some of us in this room, we are hit and miss, and we wonder, why, am I, why are my kids struggling? Why is my marriage struggling? Why is this struggling? Because we're not faithfully in God's house. And, and please hear me, I'm not, speak, I'm not speaking to one person or one individual. I'm not looking out in this room. I'm just saying, I just feel like the Lord is just saying this today. Some of you are making choices today that you think are what you need, but they're going to impact you down the road. And they might not impact you, but they're going to impact your son. They're going to impact your grandson. The choices we make today have ramifications down the road. So if we want to live life in the right direction, if we want to live life on the right path that has the greatest impact for our future, then we have to start living life in the right direction. How do we do that? It starts with trust and submission. Not information, not, not even direction, really. It starts with trust and submission. What do I mean by that? We have to trust and submit to God who knows where each path leads and where it doesn't lead. We have to trust God. Please hear me today. God knows what's better for you than you know for yourself. <laughs> and I know, for me at least, it's easy to think I know what's best. It's easy for me to make choices in the moment without even considering God. But what I've found out in my life way too many times is that when I get ahead of God by thinking I can handle this one on my own, it never ends up well for me. Let me say it again. When I get ahead of God and think I don't need your help on this one, God, I can make this decision all by myself, guess what I'm going to find myself? All by myself.
I really think God says, if you, if you trust me, I'll be with you. If, the moment we stop trusting and we start doing our own, God's kind of like, all right, got to let you just kind of choose this path yourself. Starts with trust and submission. If there was ever a man that could have trusted in his own abilities to discern with path, which path to choose, it would have been King Solomon. The Bible refers to him as the wisest man to ever live, yet Solomon in Proverbs chapter 3 gives us some of the greatest advice Scripture gives in any single location. And he says this, trust in the Lord completely. Another translation says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't trust in your own heart. Trust in his heart. You know what that means? That When you dig into that word trust there, it actually means laying helplessly face down. It means being vulnerable before God. It means being dependent. It means, in essence, saying, God, I need you. I can't move forward until you give me direction. It's at that place saying, God, I'm at a crossroads, and I can't make a choice without you. It's being vulnerable. It's being totally dependent on him. It goes on to say in Proverbs chapter 3, and do not rely on your own opinions. Another translation says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And listen, he will lead you in every decision you make. That's what I want for my family, for your family. I want God to lead you in every single decision you make. And you say, that's impossible. No, it's not. It wouldn't be in scripture if God didn't want to lead us. And then verse 6, become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't rely on your own opinions is what he's saying. Don't lean into your own understanding. Lean into the understanding, the inside of God. Choosing the best path for your life starts with trust and submission. When considering a path, as I close, when considering, I want you to hear me, when considering, Pastor Chad, how do I get from here to here? I want you to catch this. Don't strategize. Don't make plans. Start with God. And then once you start with God, then he'll give you strategy. And then he'll give you plans. But if you start with your strategy and your plan, you're never going to end up here. You're going to end up everywhere else. How do I know that? Because I've done it. I want to get over there, and I think that's the best, best path. And it should have taken, just look at the children of Israel. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. It should have taken them just a few weeks. They thought they could do it themselves. Stop trusting in yourself and start trusting in him. If you want to be on the right path, trust in the Lord and submit to him. My prayer for you, my prayer for this church, my prayer for your family is that you would trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And as verse 6 says, that you would become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he would lead you. It all starts with him. How do I get from where I am to where I want to be? I start with Jesus. How do I fix my marriage? Start with Jesus. How do I fix my finances? Start with Jesus. That's the principle of the path. And that's what this series is all about. Let's pray. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.